Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis. Today we are going to be uh, talking about the pros and cons of minimally invasive surgery. Now I'm not picking a particular joint here. We're going to talk about minimally invasive surgery in general, which has been a, a great added feature to uh, doing surgeries uh, these days. Certainly decreases uh, you know, the risk of infection and it decreases pain and many other things. But before we get started with our podcast, I'd like to uh, just take a moment here to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Hello and welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of minimally invasive surgery. Now, I know all of you have seen this and it really has become a really big buzzword uh, lately, especially for marketing uh, surgery. And, um, you know, one of the things that we need to uh, make sure of is that we realize what minimally invasive surgery is and what it isn't. Um, you know, oftentimes the minimally invasive surgery is, is, you know, there are smaller incisions, there's less pain, there's less soft tissue damage and generally faster recoveries, especially when they're done by somebody who is competent and has done a lot of them. Um, and yes, technology has come a long way and everything I mentioned above is true. But what patients and providers need to remember, though, is that the body is still undergoing trauma, even though the surgery is less invasive. So it's very easy to use the term minimally invasive as a marketing tool, but can be very deceptive to patients and providers who don't understand anatomy and recovery times. Okay, so let me give you an example. You know, people will go and have um, shoulder surgery and they need a rotator cuff repair. And so there are some uh, surgeons who do an open arthrotomy and do the repair. There are other people who do uh, arthroscopic surgery and have that repair. What we need to remember is this. All patients are different. Their healing rates are different. The size of the tear could be different. The surgical technique could be different. The surgeons are different. So there are many, many variables here that come into the evaluation and treatment of a, a patient, you know, especially for surgery, for rotator cuff repair. So what you need to remember, though, is that, yes, you may do a minimally invasive surgery to fix this repair, but the rotator cuff is still being reattached and repaired uh, somehow, you're, you're still cutting a trough, you're putting in uh, anchors, you're approximating that rotator cuff to that area. If it's an open uh, repair or if it's an arthroscopic repair, that tissue that is being fixed is a tissue that needs to heal. So you need to remember that, that just because they had a minimally invasive surgery, quote unquote, minimally invasive surgery, 
that you can't stress that tissue any faster. Okay, uh, maybe the uh, deltoids weren't affected as much and there wasn't so much trauma there or other soft tissue trauma that uh, happens with an open uh, procedure, but the tissue that was fixed still needs to heal. Okay, so uh, I, you know, and I, I, that's difficult sometimes. I know that people are under pressure now because, you know, insurance companies say you got to get people back to work faster. And, um, you know, patients oftentimes will think that I'm going to have this minimally invasive surgery so that I can get to back work faster. I can get back to playing sports faster. But what we need to do is we need to sit back and say, okay, what is the surgery? What was repaired? And how can we progress with this patient? Now, I've seen patients with minimally invasive surgeries end up with arthrofibrosis or adhesive capsulitis, and they end up taking a significantly longer time than somebody who um, isn't susceptible to an arthrofibrosis or adhesive capsulitis and had an open repair. So you need to evaluate all of these patients individually. Look at some of the pre-existing conditions that may be causing them to um, have some complications. But every single one of them have to be treated differently. And they all have to be warned that just because you had a minimally invasive surgery doesn't mean that you can go utilize your arm or utilize your leg um, any sooner uh, than others. And so, you know, you have to treat them individually. And uh, if they progress quickly, then great, they progress quickly. But you need to remember that just because they are feeling better and feeling less pain doesn't mean that they are quote unquote healed. So I want you to remember that when you are evaluating your uh, patients who have had minimally uh, invasive surgeries and, um, you know, also remind them that um, because something is minimally invasive doesn't mean it's going to be better. Like in northern Maine, um, you know, people talk about laser surgery, traveling uh, eight to 10 hours to go to a clinic to have laser surgery for lumbar spine issues. And um, then they sit in a vehicle and drive 10 hours after surgery, which is probably the worst thing they can do after having had surgery. So the, you know, what what is the benefit of having that done if, um, you know, if they're not going to uh, take care of themselves right after? So remember that uh, when you see these people, you know, it's not a big magic fix, but uh, the technology and the techniques are certainly much better than they used to be. And um, these people are generally getting better faster and uh, they are great for patients and uh, they decrease cost and they decrease downtime, but make sure you progress them nicely and uh, you're attentive um, to uh, their individual needs. So again, I hope you enjoyed the show today and um, thank you for listening. Till next time, keep building up your orthopedic evaluation confidence. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and if you have any questions, please go to orthoevalpal.com and uh, leave a note in our Get in Touch page. Be more than happy to get back to you uh, in regards to minimally invasive surgery. Thanks a lot. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better, faster. 
So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit easyslant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant.